3: and thank you to the London Review of Books for deciding to open the, uh, the weekend of world literature with a focus on Catalan literature. Um, <clears throat> I'll just briefly introduce the, uh, the panel. Um, Najat al-Hashmi uh, arrived in uh, Catalonia at the age of eight, I think it was, and, uh, and then not very many years later, um, she, wa- she, she wrote a, a, a short book, called I, too, am Catalan. Yo también Catalan. And uh, about the experience of uh, moving to uh, Catalonia from Morocco. And then shortly after that, she wrote a novel, The Last Patriarch, which won the national prize for literature in Catalonia, the, uh, the Ramon Llull Prize, the most prestigious literary prize that there is uh, in, in, in Catalonia. And she's just published a... Second novel, um, the, *The Body Hunter*, which is uh, uh, in the best-selling list and has been has received much cultural um, uh, critical acclaim. Carlos uh, Casajuana is uh, uh, currently lives in London. He has he has written uh, over over nine novels, nine or ten, ten novels. He has lived in Bolivia, the Philippines, the United States, Kuala Lumpur. And now London, where he is the Spanish ambassador. Uh, And Carlos has uh, also won the Ramon Lul prize with a novel that you have an extract from, uh, The the Last Man Who Spoke Catalan. Uh, And Teresa Solana is a writer who lives in Barcelona, a writer of crime fiction, she has uh, published two, two, two novels uh, that have been translated into English, uh, Not So Perfect Crime, which won the Brigada 21 Prize, her first novel, and the second novel, A Shortcut to Paradise. Uh, and she won the, the Inky Crime Prize, which is for the best Catalan uh, crime fiction novel uh, last year for a novel called Black Storms, which has a Civil War theme and a different set of characters. Um, well, without more ado, I'll, I'll, I'm going to ask Carlos to, to, to start. Carlos, um, could, could you say something about the place in your life of, of, of Catalan as a language? How you came to learn it, where you grew up? Uh, well, I grew up
4: in Catalan, uh, I suppose the three of us are Catalan, but perhaps in, in different ways. Mm. Uh, when you are a Catalan, you have to explain uh, how much of a Catalan you are. Well, in my case, I was born there. I lived there. I was born in uh, 54, so I enjoyed Franco's regime for 21 years. I have to say something. In, in those times, there was one joke during the rounds. We said that uh, uh, the coins, in the coins you could see that uh, Spain, according to Franco, was big, was one, big, and free. And we used to say that it was free because we, you could choose between Barça and Real Madrid, was big, because I, I can't remember why, and it was one because if, there, if uh, there had been another one, we would all be going to the other one. <laughs> Uh, In fact, we lived in Catalan, and that was a different country. That's uh, something paradoxical. Uh, Catalan, in those times, was not used in school, was not used in public life, but uh, it was used by almost everybody I I knew. Uh, So uh, it kind of encapsulated me in a different life, and it was a kind of different country. That was the Catalan I lived in those years. I, in university, I studied in Spanish, uh, but I kept Catalan for, uh, as I said, with my friends, with everybody. When when I started writing, I I thought I could write in Spanish, but it simply uh, didn't work. I don't know why. But in Catalan, it did. Uh, I think that the writer never chooses the language that the language chooses the right, and I suppose that it's uh, the language you've been born with that chooses you. No, sure.
3: <laughs> you've reacted. <laughs>
4: no.
1: <laughs> no, because um, I was born with a, um, a mother language which is not Catalan, and then when I went to, um, to live uh, in Catalonia at the age of, of eight, I learned the language, but I I didn't know that I was learning Catalan. I mean, nobody asked us if we wanted to learn Catalan or Spanish because it was after uh, Franco died, and it was it was in 1978. Uh, sorry, 1987, and um, all the the scholar system was in in Catalan. So we just learned the language that was uh, that was at school. And um, then, a few months later, we realized that there was another language in Catalonia, which was Spanish, because we were trying to integrate in the um, playground and play with other children, and we had to learn that second language because in our neighborhood, there was lots of uh, uh, children from uh, families from other places in Spain that had uh, Spanish as a mother tongue. so to integrate to school, we had to, to learn Catalan, and then to integrate uh, to the playground, we had to learn Spanish. But that wasn't very usual in, in this area of, of Catalonia in Big, because then in, in the neighbourhood, Catalan was was a real language around us. And that's, I think that's why we learned the, the language. And then... Um, I guess because the Catalan was, in my case, was my first written language because my family, my family language is uh, Mazik, which is just oral. Um, it's not Arabic, so we never uh, learned Arabic at, at school, but we hadn't got uh, time before immigrating. Um, then Catalan was uh, the first real written language for me. And then I've, I found it so easy and so... Normal to just write in that language, and because I, I started um, reading in that language, so I agree with that. I mean, it's the language that chooses you, but sometimes it's not your own mother language. Or maybe um, some years ago, I started thinking that maybe some some people we have to think that we have two mother. Uh, Tongues. So I know it, that's not possible because <laughs> you just have a bother. But um, mm. you know, if you're growing <coughs> growing up in a place where uh, a language is, is around you, eighty percent of, of the uh, you know communicative mm. situations, you have to think about that language as your own language. And you you can. I, I don't think I, I don't feel Catalan as a foreign language, and I never did. And yeah, that's. Different,
3: quite different situation.
1: Mm. And Teresa?
5: Well, I think my case is very very similar to, to Carlos, except that I am a little bit younger. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> I, I grew up in a lower middle class family uh, that lives uh, very close to the Sagrada Familia and Catalan was uh, the language at home. Uh, I was 13 when Franco, the dictator, died. So uh, at the school, I, all, all, my, all my teachers speak uh, Spanish, and I, and I had to, to study in Spanish all, all, the, all the subjects. So for me, my first written uh, language was Spanish, not, not Catalan. Catalan was only. Just the language that we spoke at home with friends, with our family, and the language that in fact everybody speaks uh, in my neighborhood. Uh, when I went to the university, uh, well first I went to study uh, philosophy, and uh, well, the subjects were uh, as well in Spanish. Hmm? So I used it to write my academic papers in, in this language, in the Spanish, because I, I, didn't, I didn't know very well Catalan from a point of view of writing. But then I, I came back to the university to, to study classics. And in, in the department of classic philology in the University of Barcelona, all the teachers uh, teach only in Catalan. So there I I I learned to use Catalan uh in my in my uh academic essays and I was familiar m- more familiar with written Catalan. Uh of course I learned to to uh, to read Catalan much before so I used it to to read uh, my cultural literary heritage. But I I, I think it was to me, eh? uh, very, very important is this. Uh, este paso por la, este paso por la universidad.
3: Eh, yeah, the, the, going through university.
5: Yeah, go, going to the university and, and find people that, that um, encourage me to, to write Catalan. So now, to me, is very natural to, to write in, in Catalan because it is my, my first language.
3: So, how, how does this reflect? I mean, when you, you, the three of you decided to, to, to write your novels in, 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 in Catalan, um, Carlos, you have, for instance, one novel that is set in Kuala Lumpur uh, in Catalan, which is about uh, it's a thriller and it's about corruption in the building industry in, 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 in Kuala Lumpur. Uh, in Catalan. In Catalan. Uh, <laughs> Then you have a novel which uh, is, is about the last man who spoke Catalan. Um.
4: Well, if, if you are a writer, you write novels. That, if you are a fiction writer, you write novels. And if you are a fiction writer in Catalan, if you are Catalan, you write it in Catalan. I, I found myself in, in Kuala Lumpur for reasons that you have explained, professional. And uh, that was a world that uh, I, I wanted somewhat to capture. Uh, I thought of, uh, I thought of a, a painter simply looking at the landscape. I wanted to try this kind of landscape fiction. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do, I realized, or at least it was not easy for me. Uh, but I tried it, of course I, I, I did it in Catalan because that's the language I'm writing in. And uh, well. I realized that uh, a very paradoxical thing about this, that if you want to describe a landscape, you start by telling a lot about it. But then uh, I found that afterwards, editing the text and deleting many things, uh, they somewhat state in the text. That is, that uh, the, the text managed to convey the full flavor of the place, without having to make explicit everything. that was, That's something I learned in that case. Uh, it's the only uh, case I've done this, to simply uh, in a very deliberate way, to sit down and think I'm going to write a novel about this. Uh, normally, I don't know about you, but I find myself writing a novel. I I found myself writing the first without knowing that it would be a novel. I always keep in mind something that uh, Nietzsche, the German philosopher, wrote. He said, never read a book by somebody who uh, intended to write a book. Well, mm, I normally don't intend to write a book, but at the end it's a book. Uh, This is perhaps the exception, this uh, Kuala Lumpur. Uh, novel, which the title is Kuala Lumpur, Uh, I sat down and deliberately tried to write the book set in Kuala Lumpur and trying to convey how the city feels to a foreigner who comes from Europe.
3: And Teresa, you you just told us how you studied classics and philosophy at university. How come that when you sat down to write this first novel that you wrote a crime thriller?
5: Well, uh, an an Not-So-Perfect Crime, that is my first crime fiction novel, is not my first novel. It's the first novel that I published. Mm? Because uh, before, when I was in in Tarazona, I I spent uh, eight years of my life living in a small town in in Spain, in a very nice place called Tarazona. Uh, I was the director of the Spanish Center for Literary Translation. And, and there, I, it, it was in a. They, they, they speak, of course, Spanish there, and I and I write two novels, one of them in in Spanish, other in Catalan, that I never published. I that I, I don't want to publish to publish it at all, and they they were not uh, crime fiction novels. No, uh, they were uh, more serious, more deep. ...novels in, in this sense. But uh, uh, then uh, when I uh, came back to, to Barcelona... Uh, ...I think it, it happened that I, I, I didn't think to, to, to write a novel... ...or, uh, or, or, or think that I, I want to write a crime fiction novel. I just started writing about uh, what interested me of my society... And I discovered that I was writing a crime fiction novel. Uh, any, anyway, my, my novels are crime fiction, but are very, very satirical, no? With uh, a satirical portrait of, of Barcelona, Catalonia, and so on. And uh, I, I, I just find the, the way to explain what I want to explain uh, through crime fiction... And uh, it was not a decision to write in the Spanish or in Catalan. Just the words come to my mind in, in Catalan.
3: Mm. And Lege, your, your, your first novel is set partly in in, uh, in Morocco and partly in, Bo, in, 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 in Vic, in, yeah. in, in this provincial town. Um, and your, your second novel is set wholly um, in, 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 in Catalonia, yes? Yeah, um, sort of. <laughs> what what what? Um, what was the reaction uh, after the, the the first novel was published? Did people tend to think of you as a writer who is writing about migration, and um, was yeah, that of the course. kind of focus on 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 the reception of that novel?
1: Yeah yeah of course I, I mean when I write I do the same as uh, Teresa does, which is just uh, write about the things that I can um, understand uh, things around mm. me so my um, context, my um, reality is uh, very close to uh, Moroccan families in in Catalonia. So that was my material. I mean, I never um, thought about writing about Moroccans because, I don't know, because I needed to explain to Catalan people how how Moroccans in Catalonia live. Mm. But... uh, I mean and it's a very good material because uh, uh the la- landscape the Moroccan landscape for example for me it's very um interesting because it, it's a place completely different from the place where i where i'm living now and and because it's it, I lived there just for for eight years it's It's kind of a um, mythical place because, uh, and then there's that uh, lot of oral Stories uh, um, that uh, women in the family used to explain. So there's a lot of of of, uh, of material there. So I thought it would be interesting, uh, and it was very creative for me to write about that. But I never thought that I was writing a novel about immigration, or to I don't know to um, explain people how how we live. But then. Uh, after I, I won the prize, of course, the medias they were they, they focused in the fact that I was from um, a Moroccan background and i wasn't Catalan and that was i think very unfair in a way because uh, they were they, they were more uh, attent- attentive to, attent- to more yeah, interested, interested in the fact that i wasn 't uh, a Catalan um, I wasn't born Catalan so they you know they started talking about integration because that's something very important in Catalonia we are very worried about integrating immigrants uh, because of course when a family comes to live to Catalonia they. I don't think you, you choose but people think you can choose between Spanish or or, or Catalan so Sometimes uh, there's some theories about the fact that a lot of immigrants would choose uh, Spanish and then Catalan would disappear because there's so many immigrants. And so suddenly I become like a, an icon of, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> and it was uh, it was um, like exhausting because I was just trying to explain that it was a book, it was uh, fiction uh, and... Um, and because the, the main character in the book it's very, I don't know um, um, <laughs> well, it's it's quite special I mean, it's not the uh, it's not a normal Moroccan in Catalonia people started to think that all the prejudices they had about Moroccans uh, they could find it in, in, in the book so you see you see, everything I thought about Moroccans, it's true, because you're showing it to us. I mean, yeah. And it was, um, so with the second novel, I just decided to not talk about any Moroccans, any immigrants, anything. It was, it's completely, I mean, there's a main character that, that I mean, if you know, if if you know the places where I lived, maybe you can recognize some, some of them, but uh, but it's not you know the the place is not very important in 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 the story and um yeah i i guess it's it it, it was a good thing to do like change but there's a lot of readers complaining what about the uh, you know civilization crash and and uh immigration in you're not going to write about that anymore <laughs> like sorry <laughs>
3: Yes. Uh, one of, I think one of the, you, you, the three of you have something in common as novelists, in that you write in a Catalan which is um, fairly, uh, I mean, it, it's fairly transparent in the sense that you don't, you, you don't use a lot of difficult vocabulary. Um, there, there is, a, there is a, a kind of group of writers writing in Catalan who, who tend to write historical novels set in the middle ages or, where, or whenever and they often use uh, very archaic catalan vocabulary um, and it, it's as if they feel that they are going to defend catalan literature and the catalan literary language by doing by writing this kind of fiction but, the, but i think all three of you write in a, in a, in a language that is is closer to, 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 to a catalan that is uh, modern catalan um, a Catalan that is more colloquial, um, and there is actually some opposition to, to, to in, within Catalonia within the literary scene to that to, to to some kind of colloquial Catalan actually appearing in in in, in fiction. I don't know, um, Teresa. You, you your your second novel, Shortcut to Paradise, is in a way it's a satire of of the. Uh, of the, Of the literary establishment or of the literary scene in Barcelona, of this kind of conflict between high literature and uh, kind of more popular literature i don 't if you have something to say about that
5: well I, I think the, the, the first thing is that uh, it, m- maybe for a, a monolingual community it 's difficult to to understand what really means to live uh, in a bilingual community, uh? Uh, in a bilingual community with two languages that uh, belongs to the same Romanic. They are Romanic languages, so they are not completely different. And uh, that means that uh, in, in Catalonia there are a lot of people that can um, speak, understand Catalan, but that prefers to speak Spanish. And on the other hand, people that uh, understands perfectly Spanish but uh, speaks uh, usually Catalan. No? So that means that we, we live in a, in a society uh, where all the time languages are changing. We can share a, a dinner and you can uh, listen both languages uh, all the time with friends or family, uh, I don't know. And that... Uh, That means that, uh, well, speakers like to to joke with, to play with language, with both languages. And they use to mix. And sometimes in Catalan we use uh, Spanish words and uh, the Spanish use uh, Catalan words. Hmm? So from the point of view of uh, the defenders of the purity of languages, Uh, that means uh, academics, the academics of uh, language, Mm -hmm. Uh, the the Spanish academy uh, for one hand and the Catalan academy for other. Uh, Well, uh, they hate that people mix languages. hmm? So, uh, especially in in Catalan, uh, uh, in the literary world, uh, critics or some writers or people that is related to this literary world uh, sometimes try to write in a very very uh, far in, in a in a in a Catalan that is very very far from the from the Spanish, just in order to to. Out to, yeah, to
3: emphasize, to yeah. emphasize that
5: yes. Catalan is a different language, blah blah blah. No, so uh, well, in my case, I I decided to uh, to give uh, voice uh, to the people of the of this uh, lower middle class. That uh, speaks in a Catalan with a lot of uh, Spanish uh, words or expression, and I just try to reflect the colloquial Catalan that people spoke in the in the street. Hmm? Because I, I, I think it's not the job of the of the writer to to write in a proper language. No? we we make fiction and. And I think we have to reflect, uh, if we write contemporary novels, we, we have to reflect what, what is the language, the real language that people sp- speak in the streets, and not only the language that academics said is uh, the correct, the proper language. And, uh, well, in, 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 in this novel that you, you said, a, short, a Shortcut to Paradise, I, I make a satire about uh, these, these things. But not only just about language, also about what is good literature or what is um, popular literature, popular. and these debates that are not that take place not only in Catalonia, but I think now in everywhere, no.
3: And Carlos, your, your novel that won the, the Ramon Lul Prize is centers on this issue of the two, the two languages, with the novelist who is writing a novel in Spanish and the, novel, the novelist who is writing in Catalan, living in a, in a, uh, a block of flats that is emptied out by uh, property speculators. Mm? Uh, yes, uh,
4: the, this novel addresses this, this question of uh, bilingualism, but let me say just one thing about each of each of you you mentioned that uh, you, you, you're trying to give voice to certain uh, people but um, perhaps uh somebody could think that you do something very simple you you just hear and uh, more or less transcribe what you uh without any change without no no it's not this i mean uh, in her case there is a, a a literary ambition and therefore the language uh, she uses even though It uh, it looks simple, but it has previously been deconstructed and reconstructed into a literary uh, uh, thing. That is, at the end, uh, a writer, uh, a real writer, has to use the language, adapting it to his own personality. And she does it, uh, the product uh, looks very simple, it is not one thing, because the way if somebody could have misunderstood, it's not that simple. Uh, but there is obviously a choice you make. And coming to you, the she, she, worked, the she uh, used one word, which is iconic. And uh, if she allows me, I'll, I'll, I'll mention why. One of the problems we have uh, all over Europe is how to integrate immigrants in uh, here too. I mean, there are different models, uh, Spain. In Spain, we've come to this a bit later than, because the main influx of immigrants took place in the last 10 years, and we could learn by, uh, from the mistakes made in other countries. Uh, but the fact that this is a, a, a serious issue in, in all, all over Spain, but a bit more in Barcelona. Why? Because in Barcelona, Catalan used to be the first language, now it's the second. And then for an immigrant coming from Latin America, they immediately they see that they can use Spanish, they don't need Catalan, so they completely forget about it. And the rest, coming from Morocco, coming from Romania, some of them choose to learn Catalan, but most of them don't. And this results in the fact that uh, uh, Spanish is now the first language and this is somewhat changing a little bit uh, the the balance uh, between the two languages. And that's why the fact that uh, somebody coming uh, from Morocco, a woman who was born there, uh, who lived in Barcelona uh, after she was eight, could write a beautiful novel explaining just that process how somebody sheds uh, all uh, the, the, the cultural traits she brings with her from Morocco, with, with, with her family, and integrates in a different culture. That was what made this novel uh, really iconic. Uh, and then coming to mind, well, uh, we... In in all bilingual societies, uh, bilingualism is uh, a daily issue that's being constantly discussed. And uh, well, uh, then I found that uh, perhaps we take ourselves too seriously sometimes, and I tried to write a a humorous novel about this fact. I used a a model, a model, because sometimes it's good. like a painter again who uses a, a model and, and copies it in a different uh, situation the model I used was uh, Bernard Malamud's uh, uh, novel The Tenant I don't know if, anybody, if you has, uh, any of you have uh, has read it it's a novel set in New York in a, in a tenement which has to be emptied because it has to be completely renovated the owner of the tenement is a a Jew, but there is still one man living in that tenement, in one of the floors, who is a writer and who refuses to leave until he finishes his novel, a novel he will never finish because he he simply can't uh, bring himself to write it. But he wants to write it there. And then suddenly one day he hears... uh, something, a strange noise and after a few days he discovers that it is another man somebody who h- happens to be also writing and it's a black man writing about problems of black people in Manhattan and this, uh, 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 with these elements Bernard Malamud uh, builds a fantastic novel about identity issues in Manhattan Jewish uh, and black and I thought well I I thought about it 20 years ago when I I read the novel in New York. I thought one day I will copy this book. uh, I will apply it to Barcelona uh, uh, with uh, two writers. Yes, one, both Catalan, one writing in Spanish, another one in Catalan. But trying not to take myself too seriously. Najat, I think
1: you want to say something. Well, Carlos, I'm sorry I have to disagree with you um, because um, uh, it's true that uh, some immigrants coming from South America or from other places, uh, it's easier for them to speak just in Spanish, but I don't think you can live in Catalonia without uh, knowing or understanding, understanding or learning Catalan because both languages are so real. I mean... In some places in Catalonia, maybe you don't feel like you're in Catalonia, but that has something to do with the recent story, history of, of Catalonia. That has to do with the uh, other immigration uh, waves coming from, from, other places, from other places in Spain. So um, it's not something that the immigrant chooses to do or not to do. I mean, if you live in a, neighbor, a neighborhood where everybody speaks Spanish, you can choose the language. But um, even if it's not the case, you're, you're not I mean, you cannot be uh, like uh, impermeable. Um, impermeable.
3: Impermeable.: Impermeable yeah. to,
1: to
2: <laughs> Catalan.: uh, Here's a cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's true that you can
1: have just Spanish to communicate with people. But if you really want to go inside Catalan reality, Catalan society, yes. Catalan, Catalan intimacy houses, and you, you have to learn the language. And there's a lot of people that uh, that see that. I mean, you, you just have to see the uh, Catalan uh, courses of the uh, um, normalitzacio lingüística. There's, there's there's no there's no uh, enough courses for the for for, for immigrants. I, I I used to to work in the, a city council with immigrants, new, newcomers. They, they said newcomers at, at town and um, one of the problems we had is that there wasn't enough hmm. uh, space in and and you have to see that the children as well I mean children from from immigrant families they're all going to school in Catalan so uh, they're learning the language they're not uh, learning Spanish first and if, it, if they if they choose to use Spanish it's because the context it's more Spanish than in Catalan, but that's, that has nothing to do with the immigrant. I mean, there's, some, there's nothing you, you can choose. When you're an immigrant, you don't choose anything. You just have to adapt to the place where you're going. And if you don't adapt, I mean, you, you're you just outside of the...
3: Yeah, I, I, I <coughs> first went to Barcelona in... 1967. And in 1967, there were no newspapers, no, pub- no publications f- f- generally available for, for the people of Barcelona in Catalan. I mean, all the newspapers were in Spanish. Uh, then I moved to live in, in Barcelona eight years ago. And, and in these eight years, um, La Vanguardia, which is the main daily newspaper in, in, in in Catalonia has just decided, I mean, uh, a a couple of months ago to bring out the Vanguardia every day in in Catalan. Uh, And and this is a newspaper which, you know, really supported the Franco regime during the dictatorship and came out during the dictatorship. Well, they have just decided to bring out uh, every day the newspaper in Catalan. The Periodico, another uh, daily newspaper, comes out in Spanish and in Catalan and there is a new newspaper called uh, Ara, which comes out in Catalan every day. And it seems to me that, the, the, you know, if, if, if newspapers are now beginning to publish in a day, the, day, daily daily in, in, in Catalan, it's because they realise that there is a re- readership for their newspapers in Catalan who are just, you know, I mean, all, all these people are coming out of schools and universities where they've been educated in Catalan. Read Catalan and... Uh,
5: no, no, finish, finish. No, no, and,
3: and it seems to me that, um, uh, that, it, that, it, that, it, that there are the tensions that you mentioned, Carlos, are there. And the, 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 um, yeah. But the, the, um, there is, a, you know, kind of uh, has been a big development in terms of literacy in Catalan, uh, in Barcelona, and, and in the provinces. And then we should open it up for discussion.
5: No, I, I agree with Najat but I, I think that there is a thing that uh, we can uh, keep in mind is that in, in Catalonia and in Spain uh, the tension with uh, this one big and free Spain yeah. and the uh, multi multicultural country that in fact is a Spain is always present. So... Uh, the Conservative Party in Spain and in in Catalonia, the the Spanish Conservative Party in Catalonia, uh, they always try to impose Spanish. Hmm? And for them, it's a good news if there is a a big mass of people coming from uh, countries that uh, speak Spanish uh, Hmm. and they say to these people don't worry you don't need to learn Catalan because uh, you are a Spanish so you have the right not to learn Catalan just to use uh, Spanish and uh, we will fight uh, for your uh, right to go to a school in a Spanish and blah 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 well but uh, so, so, so this, this is another huh? another thing that that when when we talk about uh, Catalan and Spanish and so on, we we have to.
1: That that's so true because when you when you have to get the citizenship, the Spanish citizenship, if you're from a, a Latin American background, you have to uh, live in Spain for two years. But if you are coming from uh, Morocco, for example, you have to live for ten years, which means that there's a you know like a small difference. <laughs> um i mean i uh, I could see that when when I was working at the city council there was so there was people that that spent like twelve years in in Spain and they still uh, don't have the uh, the citizenship but there was people coming from south and that's well i think that's a important thing too
5: and i and I think the future is not very Esperanzador, very... not very hopeful. Yeah, b- because probably the Conservative Party will win the next uh, elections. And, uh, well, they straight, I mean, they they threaten, straight, threaten. Uh, with trying to, to impose more Spanish in, in Catalonia or... Well, not, not in, the ba- in the Basque country, I think, f- for them... Uh, Past language is not now uh, a real problem, but in Catalonia, yes.
3: Should we open it up now for, for questions? I'm sure there's somebody here. Have you got your hand up? Yes. Do we have a microphone? Oh, yes, there's a microphone. Yeah. Yes.
6: Sure. Uh, can I ask all, all of you, but particularly Teresa, about crime writing and accuracy? I once went to a session not long ago somewhat like this with Henning Mankell, who, of course, wrote the Wallander books and paints a very dark picture of Istad in southern Sweden and, indeed, of Sweden generally. and Everybody's murdering everybody and everybody's torturing everybody (laughs) or burning them to death or whatever. Now, when you write about the criminal world in Barcelona, do you really think Barcelona is like that or... Is that a false picture of Barcelona? Because when I go to Barcelona, perhaps I'm uh, keeping my eyes closed, but I don't see that side. Not that I seek it out, but uh, I'd like to know what you think about crime writing and actual accuracy of the uh, area you're describing.
5: Well, in fact, I don't write about crime life in Barcelona. I write (laughs) about Barcelona. Hmm? Uh, But what I do is to put uh, a body, a corpse, (laughs) and uh, people uh, just um, doing uh, an investigation. And it's more or less an excuse, the crime fiction in my case to explain other things. For instance, in my first novel, I decided to kill uh, a a woman (laughs) of the upper class, of the Barcelona upper class. And and this is an excuse to talk about the the Catalan upper class people, about uh, injustice and inequality and and so on. Uh, In my case... uh, in 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 uh, in a way very very different very different of Henning Mankel, that is an, a writer that I love, huh? I must say. But I love Henning Mankel, but I, I I I do in in a very different way with humor. I I think I am very very close to the 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 the, the English the British tradition of the Monty Python Tom Sharp David Lodge, yeah. and uh, they are. Uh, between my my favorite authors, no, so it's, it's just an excuse, no, or, or in the second, or in the second novel, uh, I, I kill a, a writer uh, just to <laughs> talk about uh, literary world. You're so. <laughs> um, writing in in Catalan, do you find it very difficult to get your books translated into into English? I mean, are, are there many? Translators from Catalan or into all other languages available, or do you think it would be easier if you were writing in spanish
0: yeah.
1: well, it depends I mean some writers that write in spanish they they 've been translated into other languages and some not so it doesn't mean that if you write in spanish that, mm. at, automatically you're 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 going to sell lots of books and <laughs> and you're going to be translated but uh, I guess uh my case is not very usual, or I was very—I don't know—lucky because the first novel I, I published, uh, it's been translated into several languages, and, and the second one maybe is going to mm. be as well. So, but um, before that, I used to um, listen to other writers uh, in Catalan complaining about the fact that it was so difficult to get their books translated into other languages, but I guess the translation...
4: Yes, yes. Can I say something about like this? Uh, there is one, one problem, which is that when you write in Catalan, uh, of course you receive less attention. And as you receive less attention, it's uh, more difficult for, pe- from, for people outside Spain to see you. It's as simple as that. Unless you are translated into Spanish, it's quite difficult to get translated into other languages. But that said, of course, when you write in Spanish, you enjoy also the possibility of reaching a much wider audience. The problem is that when you write, you don't try to reach as wide as you can. What you try to do is to go as deep as you can. (laughs) And uh, well, then it depends on how deep you go. If uh, if you succeed, the novel will be translated, no matter uh, in which la- uh, language you written it.
5: And anyway, yeah. the, the publishers always ask for the Spanish translation. So,
3: I mean, I think it's true that there are there the, the, there is a need for more translators from Catalan throughout the world. That's 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 definitely true.
4: No. No. If I can att- there's something else which also prevents uh, uh,
3: Catalan writers
4: from reaching a wider audience. It is that when, even if you are translated to Spanish, you then have a, a, a further problem, which is you publish in Catalan and normally the book appears in Spanish three months later, four, six but when you publish in Catalan, you receive some attention from the press and media. Then those, the same newspapers, refuse to talk again about the book when it appears in Spanish. And therefore, the Spanish edition normally fails. Hmm. It becomes a failure because uh, the, nobody pays any attention to it in the press. Unless you have some people who heard about you, want to read you, made the decision... But prefer to wait for the Spanish uh, translation.
1: But even when you when you publish both, bo- both I mean at, it, the uh, at the same time, Spanish uh, media normally they don't they don't give I you agree. attention a, a lot because um, I mean we t- we talked about that once uh, the literary supplement of El País oh, or something yes. they the I mean there's pages and pages for translations from English mm-hmm. or from other languages. But for translations from Catalan, there's, there's nothing. I mean, my review for the last patriarch in in Babelia was like that. And um,
3: yeah, uh, and uh, the tra- In terms of it's the same in terms of Galician and, and Basque. I mean, there's Manuel Manuel Rivas and Bernardo Achaga's novels translated into Spanish. They will get reviewed in, in in El País, but other Basque writers and Galician writers don't. Don't, don't have a, a visibility within the Spanish. I mean, there's much more attention paid to writers from La- Latin America yeah. in, in the Spanish press than to writers from Galicia, the Basque Country, or, or from Catalonia.
5: Yes, I wonder if you could talk about what, for you as writers, the special qualities of Catalan as a language. For example, in English, I'd say it's enormous vocabulary and the ability to switch registers to a Latin or German-based language. What do you feel are the special qualities of Catalan for you as writers?
4: The special no, qualities of no Catalan? The no
0: qualities of the language. Yes. What 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 advantage do you think Catalan has as a language for writing?
4: Look, at that. when when you when you write, you you're using a language. You're using a tool that has been obviously used by many people before, and. Uh, whether you know it or not, you're carrying all the the baggage from the previous writers. Uh, It is quite difficult to write in English and uh, to completely forget that uh, in English you normally don't take yourself too seriously. Why? Because we've read so many English writers uh, writing with an extraordinary wit and, and sense of humor that normally when you write in English, this is always present. In Catalan, I have to say that uh, normally uh, when you write in Catalan, immediately you take yourselves a bit less seriously than you do when you write in Spanish. You will not find, particularly some some of the writers coming from the other side of the Atlantic, they are able to do great books, but uh, taking themselves enormously seriously. Uh, they, they are solemn that uh, that 's practically unfeasible in Catalan, uh, even if you try it you suddenly find yourself in in the the, the, in the field of irony immediately Why because this is how the instrument the Catalan language has been used up to now, and uh, this perhaps the might from from my point of view, the main characteristic. But perhaps
3: they they will.
4: Well, sort of I, I don't think
1: there's a special characteristic in writing in Catalan or in another language. You just don't think about it because if you write in a language in a language that chooses you and not it's not you that chooses it, uh, you just um, you know write in that language. You don't think if if you don't compare the languages and, and see if if one is better, if has different qualities or not Um, and in catalan you can be you can write in so many different ways so you can have i mean as many different qualities as 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 you want teresa
5: yeah i i I think that uh, each language is is different but each language has uh their own tools to to talk about what uh, people that live in this language needs needs to explain. So, well, I recently read an article of uh, an English uh, writer or translator. I I don't remember that says that uh, English is is the best oh, language okay. of the world. It's better than many others. So that explains uh, that this the the. This, the the yeah. common language and literatures literature is uh, superior and so on. No, well, I, I I don't believe that this is true. It's, it's yeah. just different. This was an English
3: an English writer who was attacking the very idea of translation and, and saying oh. that uh, oh, yeah. basically <laughs> you could find everything that you need in, 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 in English. Uh <laughs> Well, I mean, yes, it's that. There it, it, it was somebody called Jeff King, who is a writer who lives in Barcelona. Uh, used to live in Barcelona. But I, I, I mean, I would say as a, as a translator. I mean, I, I've um, I'm working on a book by Josep Pla called El Quadern Gris, the Grey Notebook, which is a, a kind of classic of uh, Catalan literature, which, which Josep Pla wrote at the uh, just after the, the First World War, um, when he was nineteen and then revised, and it was first published in, in the 1960s, and, and Carlos has, translate, has translated it into Spanish. And when, when you read Josette Platt, you feel that you know, here is a writer who's got an amazing kind of vocabulary in, in, in Catalan and is totally confident in his use of Catalan. And the, uh, in, in, you know, in, in comparison with some of the, the contemporary writers that I translate, some of the, it seems to me that the, you know, the dictatorship and the repression of Catalan for, for, for more than 40 years has had an impact on writers and, the, the, in a sense, a, a loss of confidence. Um, this whole issue of whether you're writing in correct Catalan or not, when you read Giuseppe Playa, you feel, this man never worried. I mean, he's, he's confident that he's writing, he's writing his language. He's writing in Catalan. Uh, and, and he he's part of that tradition that goes back to the Middle Ages. I think with, with contemporary writers and the kind of contemporary literary scene in, in, in Catalonia, um, I think that things are beginning to change now and, and, and there is a new confidence with writers. But I think for a long time there's been this whole issue about, you know, kind of what is the Catalan we should be writing in? Um, and should we be trying to c- preserve Catalan? And there's sort of a lack, a lack of um, confidence, I think, uh,
0: um, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to put this very clearly, but I'll do, do my best. Um, it strikes me that the um, certain the thrust, as I understand it, of um, policy within Catalonia has, to some extent, to be to use Catalan as a vehicle to distance the province from, from Spain as a whole by choosing to use Catalan um, as a language for writing. To some extent, like you support. Um, that, that move, that distancing, although from none of you has really said that you, do, you write in Catalan in order to promote and distinguish the Catalan culture. Um, and yet, to some extent, there does appear to be a tension. You're inadvertently um, supporting the, you know, the distinction of the Catalan culture by its language. To some extent, I suppose, this may contribute to uh, anybody who doesn't seem uh doesn't speak catalan not being seen as a true catalan i wondered if you'd like to make any comments about
1: uh, that uh, sorry I, I can understand the question peter
3: <laughs> <laughs> que si <clears throat> sí, 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 se escribe en catalán pues es como uh, separa, hacer separaciones ¿no? y promocionar el catalán
1: okay. mm. That's a lot of job to do i mean I think we just uh, uh, at least me i I just write in Catalan because that's my own language, and i need to that's the the first when i when i open my my desktop that the um, uh, the defective language is Catalan hmm. i mean I can change it for a while if I have to write something in spanish, but the, the easy a thing to do is write in Catalan uh, and you know the, what you said it's, it's a lot of job <laughs> <laughs> if,
4: if you allow me uh, Catalan is spoken in Spain by perhaps 9 million people more than mm, more than Central. Danish uh, Czechs or Almost as much as uh, Dutch, and nine million people. It's a minority language, but not such a. It's not a tiny language. Uh, I don't believe in we. I think none of us believes in zero-sum games in languages. When you use one, if you know two, you are prepared, better prepared to learn a third. If you love one, you will probably also love a second one. We. I think that uh, by by writing good. Catalan, we also are improving our Spanish, and other languages. Yes, I mean it's a, it, that's something that we learn in in a bilingual world. That uh, and I think no um, uh, sensitive person in Spain would uh, like Catalan to disappear, wherever he is from or whatever language he has as mother tongue. And uh, at the same time, I don't think no Catalan would could uh, wish today to see uh Spanish vanish from from Catalonia no why not we we are we are very happy to be able to to speak and write uh, spanish no no the, when you use one language you are not using it against another one
0: no.
5: okay. well in in my case when I published my my first novel in Catalan i i didn't thought about uh, to write in Spanish or Catalan, I just write in Catalan. But it's true that when the first novel had some success, you know, and I started writing the, the second novel, uh, some people said to me, well, why do you, don't, you, don't you write in Spanish? Because it's easier, no? You have a, a bigger audience, and from the point of view of publishers... Uh, it's easier, uh? and and then uh, and, and I can I can write uh, Spanish fiction in Spanish, and and, and sometimes I do. Uh? Uh, I mean I mean it's not it's not a problem that I'm not uh, able to write in in fiction in Spanish, but uh, in in my case I I make a choice. I make a choice because. Catalan is the. la la lengua débil, the. the weak. the weak, the weak language. I I need. I I, I think it it needs to be protected. So. and on the other hand, to me, it's natural to write in Catalan. It's not just I write in Catalan, no, no, but. uh, in in this case. But I think that a lot of uh, uh, Catalan writers. find themselves in some moment uh, with this this thing, no? To choose uh, in which language. Uh, yeah. there's
4: one thing which is uh, quite curious about writing in Catalan, which is perhaps different. Peter mentioned the fact that uh, there's an insecurity because you never know if you're using the correct language. The problem comes from the language. The language has many words that are alive and kicking, no problem. But some others, uh, it's a bit like a hospital. There are words that are dying. Some others are simply mm, a, a bit ill. Uh, with uh, <laughs> see, Some of them might die, but they can still be saved. And there's something on... But if you... Uh, there's something very rewarding about writing in Catalan, which is that if you use a, a, health, a, a, a vigorous language, if you uh, then you can pick some of these words which are in hospital and uh, take them out of bed, put them in your book, and suddenly they look completely natural, alive. Nobody nobody would say that they are ill uh, simply because they are there. You see that, uh, and uh, I. I Sometimes you do it consciously, some other times you don't. But the fact is that this is extremely rewarding. and This is perhaps the other side of the coin of using a language which is a bit more difficult because of this.
1: Hi. Um, I loved uh, reading L'Ultim Patriarca. I I thought that was a beautiful novel. I really loved discovering your literary voice in the same way that
5: discovering perhaps the voice of um, uh, Marcelo Doreda was... Like a life-changing event as well, uh, and I was wondering if um, you could say a little bit more about your own encounter with Mercè Rodoreda, um, uh, your own literary encounter as a writer with uh, the work of Mercè Rodoreda. Yeah, uh, that,
1: that's my my preferred, favorite favorite uh, author in uh, in Catalan. Mm-hmm literature and, and it's because i i started reading her when i was uh, like 12 or something and i remember it, it was a way to enter into a catalan house because we we i mean we were living in a moroccan house in, in big in catalonia so i didn't know if if catalan houses were different or not if if they do the same things or not if if you know if people and families relate the same as in Morocco, or not so. For me, literature was a way to, like, uh, to um, know uh, Catalonia, um, to know it um, then, and to know it in recent history. I mean, I remember reading like uh, the memoirs of uh, Tisner, and uh, he was explaining all what all that his life. Uh, from before the the civil war, and then he was exiled and then and when I was reading that it was like making cat recent Catalan history mine i mean i had my Catalan family were in in books I had a grandfather like that reading the, those memoirs and then with Mercero Doreda because she's um in her novels the 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 houses the domestic places is, are so important um, I think for me it was very um, re- reconciliating because I could see that mm. there was more in common the differences between a Moroccan house and a Catalan house and uh, that made me feel I guess uh, belong to uh, a Catalan I, I think that why, that's why it was easier for me to feel a uh, Catalan yeah mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we take the last question, okay? Yeah, it's interesting that Peter should mention confidence because um, writing in languages of resistance often seems tied up with a quest for cultural confidence and imaginative life that lies therein. Um, In this country, there are writers in Scotland, Wales, certain parts of Ireland, even where I'm from in Cornwall... Um, engaged in a similar kind of thing Um, except we're writing in English we're writing in the language of the center so in spite of that what can we learn from you as Catalan writers I think
4: each case is a different one Uh, perhaps we for us Writing in Catalan again, uh, we we are lucky because, uh, as I said, Catalan is spoken by uh, uh, nine million persons. It's uh, daily, its daily use is completely normal on TV, the press, uh, books. If you go to a bookshop in Barcelona, you will find about half the books are in Catalan, or perhaps forty percent. Uh, so. Mm, I, I don't think uh, the situation is similar here. And besides, well, mm, the strength of Spanish, Spanish is a, an extremely strong language. Uh, English is st- even stronger. We see it in Spanish there's uh, something very curious. if Whenever a word comes from another language, uh, the Spanish takes it as it is. No, but let's take for instance a word coming from the world of football a corner the corner in spanish uh, started being off-site, started being offside in spanish but uh, then suddenly somebody said offside is fuera de juego and for about fifteen twenty years both uh, uh, the English word and the spanish words could be used and then one day the English word disappeared. And this happens with almost all new words coming into Spanish. And that tells about the vigor of the language. Uh, this comes uh, with, uh, with many things, daily uh, life. Then with Catalan, this is uh, much more difficult because the language doesn't have that vigor to integrate. To use its own words, uh, we we are using many words from outside, and, and they integrate as they are, and we use them as uh, Anglicisms or, or, or French words. Or, uh, I suppose that the, the difficulty in in writing in a language which is uh, which is used by a very tiny minority is uh, is uh, well, bigger. <laughs> Because you lack many areas in which, uh, you know, I I suppose that the perception of uh, your wealth is much more limited. But uh, at the same time, it can be enormously rewarding, too.
5: Well, I I, I don't think that it's a problem of confidence. I just think that uh, uh, the language that invents uh, one thing invent the word and then this word is used by the other uh, speakers. I mean, if uh, uh, Bill Gates uh, uh, was Catalan, s- Catalan <laughs> or Spanish, no, probably we had a lot of vocabulary on, on internet and so on in Catalan or Spanish. So um, from this point of view, I, I, I think the, uh, the, the speakers are mon, more common sense. Than the academics, because the academics try to find the proper, correct word in an, our language. What means to invent a word, and not just to adapt a word that exists and that everybody can understand. That I think it's 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 not a problem. I mean, the when I, I think that if a language receives a lot of words it doesn't mean that this language will disappear because a language is not only uh, 2,000 or 3,000 foreign words. It's uh, much more.
3: Thank you for joining us for this London Review Bookshop event. For more, visit our website at www.londonreviewbookshop.co.uk or search for the London Review Bookshop on iTunes.